Hi, I'm Candace. For those of you who don't know me, I am originally from California. I am now living in Denmark. I've been here for three years this past month, which is insane. Wow. And I know, right? Ridiculous. And so where I am right now in my trade, I am focusing on writing and editing and coaching. But really when I thought about it later, which has been something like a centering aligning moment for recently, you're like, what do, like, what am I here for? What do I do? I'm just so bored with being like, this is, I write and I do. It was like, I've always been here to just like make people's lives better because I know it. That's essentially always been my mission. Even when I was a little girl, I was like, if that could just be a job, like I'm down for that. However I can, can I make them laugh? Can I make them cry and think about things? Can I make them feel supported? Can I write for them? Can I like coach them here? Like, that's just really where I'm at right now. Um, me and Nicole have bonded over our past with coaching and self-improvement and spirituality. And so we're bringing a lot of that background plus our own individual background to these calls and these conversations. And so you'll, you'll very quickly, when we reference our own experience, we'll learn more about us. But um, I think that's a good place and, I feel um, like so starting for me now. So. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicole. I am... Originally from Boston, over on the East Coast, right now I'm living in California. Just got here, was traveling across the country in an RV before the quarantine. Right now I'm working on this and only this. I feel like I have taken a huge step back from what I'm doing and my career and my life. But I guess my purpose that I'm always working towards is showing people that there's so much more than the tiny little box the rest of the world tries to fit you in. And just a huge gift of mine is seeing a person for who they are fully and not just these one-sided, one-angle types of ways we kind of judge people or categorize and put them in. So I feel, I feel like that's a huge, huge part of my work and the things that I, <clears throat> I work towards. But yeah, I think we are strong believers in how things come together and happen for a reason and the ripple effect of everything. And we're always talking about how important that is. And what happens when we come together. We're really excited to have uncomfortable conversations, learning how to lean in. Candace and I are always, we love to hold each other accountable for our higher selves, knowing that we can always do better. We can always give each other love and compassion to grow rather than this shame and like, what are you doing wrong? So I think that that's kind of what today's conversation is going to be around anyways, is how to give ourselves love while holding ourselves accountable to the highest expression of who we are and who we're meant to be here on this planet right now. We're all alive during a really intense and powerful time. I mean, I think that's a beautiful foundation to start on one of the first topics that we wanted to dive into because we're really going to try. Both Nicole and I can go off on a tangent. We can go off and never come back sometimes. So we're going to try to make this as you know, concise as we can, but mom, I've never been concise. So <laughs> we really wanted to start one of the, I think, big topics that I've also just been thinking over and grappling with, especially coming back into social media, has been cancel culture. And so for those of you who aren't aware, Nicole, would you be able to like put a little bow and button around like when we talk about cancel culture, what are we speaking about? Yes, I will. I will definitely try because cancel culture is 
Um, it's a huge topic. And I think, I mean, I don't know when it first actually was called cancel culture, but with like the Me Too movement and a lot of exposure to the truths that are going on right now in the world, we started to feel like canceling, cancel culture, which is just this kind of write off of being, just feeling, feeling like you know better than what the other person is. So like, let's just finish them. Like no more cancel culture. A lot of the time is used in the media with people who have like really high careers. We're just, we're going to cancel them. We're not going to like what they did was wrong and that's it. We're just like, no more. We can't have that happen. So remove them from their platform. Let's not talk about it. It's kind of like, it's another way for a lot of the time we just kind of push things under the rug and cancel culture does that. It doesn't tell us it. And we're, we'll get into this, Candace. And I really think that cancel culture can turn into an opportunity to educate ourselves rather than just kind of be like one and done. You messed up, keep moving. And it's not to diminish or say that what the person is doing is right, but it's also not, just writing them off and just kind of not it's like cancel culture kind of makes us stop at the surface level and we have to go so much deeper in order to really understand why why that person is there why we put that person in power and so many things so like cancel culture is just kind of like oh well if we just if we just cancel it we don't have to kind of look at at it we don't have to face it we don't have to worry about it and we don't have to be ashamed of the fact that we put that person in, in the power in place of power that we put them and if we just fire them then we did our job and yeah it's so it's lethal cancel culture is really lethal for us to just be like all right that's it we're done and yeah that yeah so like if you can put a bow on yeah I didn't think of it until you just talked about like that last part really hit me like you're done and I just think like when when being on the other side of cancel culture I'm not gonna lie there's some people that especially lately it feels so good to be like "Ooh, if I could just like really quick which is like a swift slash that would be really great but if I which I try to do sometimes to my fault put myself in that person's position to be canceled like that for making a mistake I would internalize that as like a hopelessness it's like oh well you're like there's no hope for you there's no Mm. hope you made that mistake and you're done. And as a person who is now in my latest 20s years, realizing how much I beat myself up for making common mistakes that I actually learned from, that's what really the sad part of cancel culture is like that could be a person and usually is a person that is absolutely crying for like education and needing someone to hold their hand and push them through. And so when we cancel them, it's like, well, you're done. There's no hope for you. And I think that's a really dangerous part of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess this can, because I know what you're going to bring up, which is so important. And I guess this goes into like what my one like resolution, but also I think could be a catalyst too, is the reason I feel like we get to, we have the time and I'll say this, maybe more people of color, but like have the time to get to a cancel culture where we get so enraged that someone like, super famous, super rich, is fucking around doing something really stupid illegal or really fucking racist or really sexist or really homophobic. And then they're like, at that point, we're probably just like, get them out, get them out, wipe it clean. And you know why? Is because it's those same people we know are not going to be held accountable for those actions. So Mm -hmm. we, the public, feel like we have to 
cancel them out. Case in point, it's like, and I mean, I haven't even watched the document, but for some reason this came into my mind first. It's like the whole R. Kelly thing. We're not going to yes. get to the old thing, right? Mm-hmm. We've, we have done known this, that that man was fishy for quite some time, but he was rich enough and people were protected enough and nobody was saying enough that mm-hmm. then shit kept happening. And now people are like, cancel, stop buying his album, please do something because this man is literally getting rich from doing this shit. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where this, I can at least empathize again on the other side, empathize with the people who want to cancel shit. Cause it's like, well, if you're not going to cancel, I am at least. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing is like, if you're not going to cancel this corporation, well, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to fund them anymore. I'm going to do what I can. Um, and yeah, you get to a point where you're just like, cancel. I don't want to see anything about it because it's painful. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But again, on both sides, I feel like it's this either hopelessness or this hopelessness of like, well, what else can we do? Um, so yeah, yes. I think I, I, I definitely feel like that's a big cast. And also, again, on the flip side, if we start just holding people accountable for what they've done at the point in case, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll get so bad that there's like people on Twitter trying to police people and like order people to be canceled. Right. Exactly. What you said, I think with cancel culture, it is, it's intense because of what you were saying, the delicacy of trying to balance, especially like R. Kelly is a perfect example of that because it's so, what's the word I'm looking, it's contradictory, or I don't know. Controversial. A, controversial. Yeah. Like Triggering. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, it's like, where is the balance between canceling or no longer supporting him and his millionaire, like his million dollar business and where, yeah, like how can we still like hold these people accountable? But I think cancel culture is more, I think what, when you were talking about that, what triggered inside of me was canceling culture is more of an internal thing. Like, are you just canceling people because it's easier for you to cancel them instead of facing the pain that it brings up within you and this is kind of the the theme that's throughout all of this especially like anti-racism work and being a better white ally and just being a better person comes into where are you pushing away the racist people trying to like separate yourself from them or the racist people the whoever like whoever you're trying to cancel how are you cancel culture allows you to like push it away from you and kind of create this space that you feel is safe but it's there was something huge when what was the name the bird watchers the guy's name in the bird watcher who was in central park and he was kind of saying like i don't want to just cancel I don't want to just cancel that woman's life so he even himself but what actually came from that was somebody else Christian Cooper thank you but there's also he there was another conversation where people were like how many of you like specifically white women were trying to demonize her as well and be like how dare she do that like it's more important for us to look at her and be like how am I how am I like her how do I still perpetuate the things that she does in different ways how do I still look at someone and judge them whether it's a black man birding in the park or whatever like how do I still do that and so that is the important part and that is like the chunk of all of this of like the healing that needs to be done for all of us is if we can if we can 
keep that space, but also allow that space, like notice that somebody else is doing something that we don't agree with and use it as a mirror to reflect rather than like an opportunity to just call out and push away and be like, nope, they're canceled. They did something wrong. Like, no, I can't, I can't handle that. And I guess this is kind of a good time to bring in like white fragility with that too. And I'm going to spin because you brought up something. I was like, you know what, if we're going in, we're going in. But like, this is something, this is one of the, whew, the truths I, that surfaced up from me being in spaces, a lot of white spaces and a lot of spaces where I didn't feel as comfortable and just knowing the brainwashing and the level of the systematic like racism that was there that like mm -hmm. for a good while until I started traveling and seeing other types of black people, like I also would see black men and be like on the street, like mm -hmm. as a black woman, because it was that much ingrained in me that like I couldn't even see my brother as a brother. Like I mm -hmm. also had that. Like I would also back then see a black man birding and be like, that was suspicious. Like, and mm -hmm. I miss because I've done the work where I'm like, yeah. And I cho I'm choosing now that I know that's never been my heart. But I can admit that like some of these fucking Karens, I'm like, if I try to hold a mirror, there, I, I've never not found a little bit of something that I still had in myself, mm -hmm. even though I am part of the group. And that's the more intersectionality of it that will blow your mind, trust yes. me. Like, I'm absolutely. So yes. I just want that also just to be open because it's like mm -hmm. everybody can find something, you know? Yes. <laughs> Everybody's getting something. Does anybody else know that SNL something clause sketch? No, look it up, that's fine. This is number one of the references I'm going to throw out. Not one in person is going to get, and that's okay, but there'll be homework after. Absolutely. There's always a space for us to dig deeper, to look at ourselves further and be like, how do I perpetuate this even as a Black woman? It, like, it's, it is ingrained in us on so many levels of like, even last night I was watching definitely maybe on Netflix I was just like oh like let me put this on such an old movie that you just see in movies like that that were like harmless like rom-coms not that big of a deal and then you see like the tiny little jokes and like innuendos that kind of like make fun of other races and stuff like that and it's that stuff that ingrains it so deeply into us that like we do have work to do and we are all fucking racist and everything that we've been taught has been built off of that I mean, I didn't need another reason to not like rom-coms, but thanks, I guess. <laughs> I watched Sorry. like my first and only rom-com. Didn't I watch it with Lou, I think, when we finally watched the Christmas one? Why am I blanking? Someone posted in. What? The one with Kira uh, Knightley and the one. Oh, the um, Love Actually. Love Actually. Love Actually. <laughs> no, we watched Bridget Jones. We watched Bridget Jones. It was actually pretty funny. Okay, I'm sorry we digress anyway so we came, we came for cancel culture <laughs> nat whatever you don't you don't you don't get to choose <laughs> all awful. right in time right in time <laughs> so bringing it back this is this is what we get for coming together is we seriousness only lasts so long so you have to break it up you have to we have to laugh I think I guess the biggest thing we were trying to get to there is like the this and Candace shared with me today that 
this infographic or like this post about cancel culture and white fragility and how they are basically white fragility and cancel culture are like two opposites of the spectrum which are just like neither of them are good they work off of we, we cancel we have this cancel culture because of white fragility and we we stay in this white fragility place because we have cancel culture to allow us to stay there and i love this i guess i should also say who it's by so anders <laughs> like yeah anders it's on the future earth instagram or yeah future earth instagram and it's like showing the two sides of a pill basically saying that cancel culture is on one side and white fragility is in the other and those together equals white silence and just saying how that kind of can keep the cycle wait you have to read the quote because they like i can't say that <laughs> yes so and i guess like to talk about like what white fragility is is basically it's a huge thing that we have to as white people have to be aware of even if we don't think we're being like if we're not acting in white fragility like double checking to make sure that it's there because it's basically like the just like shutting down and not not wanting to use that space to look at ourselves and that's kind of like so we have cancel culture and then white fragility kind of reinforces it and it says right here the bulk of cancel culture comes from white allies insecure about their own white fragility and attacking other people's white fragility in order to deny their own yes i'm gonna read it again <laughs> The bulk the of <laughs> yeah, exactly. The bulk of cancel culture comes from white allies insecure about their own white fragility and attacking other people's white fragility in order to deny their own. And that is it's basically like smelt it, dealt it. It's essentially like a super kind of racist rendition of that. It's like, oh, like, no, 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 you did something worse. Like, I'm going to run over here and like, ah, ha, ha, nobody saw me anymore. But then there's no learning lesson from that. And mm -hmm. that's the sad thing is like people are being cultured who could be learning and people could be teaching instead of canceling. Um, yes. And if you need any more research or, or education on white fragility, I actually learned about it by Dr. Uh, D'Angelo, Robin D'Angelo. She has incredible um, resources. I actually didn't even realize I, I kind of referenced her in my thesis because she was talking oh. about white fragility in, in film in Hollywood and so really interesting things and she really goes into it as a white woman teaching these workshops and experiencing her own white fragility like constantly it's really she has really interesting content so definitely recommend oh I love that yeah I think that is like the it's like the the insecurity I think major themes that are coming up right now for a lot of us are insecurity shame what is actually what what are coming up for you we want this to be as as open and interactive as yes. you guys are willing to so like please let us know opinions about what was said or how you guys have been feeling or in all sides like mm -hmm. how is this conversation making you feel like do you feel yeah. Ooh, is it yeah, like, like is there any like defensiveness that comes up like even if you don't want to really admit it like those are those little things because i know that's what i'm working with for myself is like anytime i'm feeling shame I want to be defensive of like, I'm doing enough. Like, oh, it's like, I know that what's actually happening inside my head is I'm thinking I'm not doing enough. So yeah, please, please feel free to share what's coming up or like, and not even in the theme of this conversation. Like, is there anything that you feel like you've been dealing with on social media and, or like with family or friends that you're just, is there anything that's like really frustrating you right now? 
Um, Because, yeah, Yeah. I think that that, those are the things that cancel culture kind of, like, tells us if we think about these things, we might be canceled. Or if we say the wrong thing, like, oh, shit, like, we might be canceled. Somebody else might just Mm -hmm. immediately want to educate me. And I know that, like, when all of this first started happening, there's so, so, like you were saying, so many people on Twitter, like, policing. And even on Instagram, like, we were policing our friends and just being like, well, you need to do better. And even still, I know I keep, like, we'll go to... Instagram pages and be like, have you said anything? Like, has this company said anything? Has this company said anything and then done anything? And it's like, okay, that that's a good, it's finding where that's good and motivating and keeping the momentum up of like, we can't just like, there's no going back to how things used to be. And keeping, I guess like, so coming to like, how can we still hold, how can we still attack the goals of what cancel culture is trying to do but in a more loving and compassionate way where we're not shaming each other because we're afraid of our own shame and so okay so that that's a perfect lineup for our next topic I was like <laughs> a silver platter yes now I've always felt naive for believing that cancel culture is toxic and stunts collective, collective growth so I really appreciate these insights mm-hmm. yeah I mean I I'm not gonna lie I love a good reality TV show. I love a good drama. I'm not on Twitter on that. But like when, it, when it's like, oh, boot, like you're done. Stop. There, there. But now this Twitter, y'all, it's crazy. It's wild, wild west out there as I heard. And that seems like people are like getting death threats. People are like, yeah. and I know this from my love of drag queens where I'm like, oh, you're threatening my favorite drag queen's life? You didn't like her outfit? Y'all need to stop. Yeah, now I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. But it's that it, it's just so intense where you're like, where does this? I'm always like, where does this emotion come from? And I think mm-hmm. understanding that it's also kind of this visceral defense and also this like uncomfortability with not wanting to look in and like wanting to shoot that out, it makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. I love this. The thorny part of looking at cancel culture is that some people who are speaking out against it are asking for space to debate, which when it comes to racist action, yes, seems potentially harmful. Yes. And I, and this I think is, this is where I think it, y'all, I'm a wordsmith, but sometimes you really have to pick your intention and pick your fight. And I think that's what our next topic about setting boundaries, like with Ryan, as far as this is like, I'm, as far as my piece or what, and you guys, everybody sets it for themselves. That's a beautiful part of boundaries. And what I truly believe is everybody is the expert on themselves. Everybody is expert on themselves. So you and only you know your boundaries and they're always evolving. And the, you will have your breaking point, Ryan. Like I will have my point where I'm like, I'm not discussing this with anybody who is not ready to listen and actually hear it. And it's really difficult to discern between that. But I, I have to learn when I'm entering conversations that I'm set up to be badgered with facts and when I'm entering conversations where the other people are entering with an open mind and open like I like to enter so I think that's where it can get a little bit if that goes yeah, I also, yeah I totally get it the word debate too is so it's like the word debate is so hard and it is and I guess what Candace is saying is perfect like you are your your only authority so you get to decide if like you have the resources the space the time and the energy to sit with somebody and debate with them to try and have like an open conversation but it is like are if people are just wanting to talk to you to it's like the whole like communication is not to just speak it's to actually listen so if 
people want to be like, no, but this is how I feel about it. Then it's like, that just might be a complete waste of energy and knowing, knowing where, where to put up your boundaries, which I guess, yeah, that is what we're going to get into. And also about conversation. Oh, we're really just setting ourselves we're just moving <laughs> along. <laughs> you really just happen to do that. I love these comments to Amy saying, catching yourself in the moment, exhibiting behavior by centering. Absolutely, Absolutely. love that. And again, if, if I can provide my other part, like as I do with Nicole, it's like centering for our white allies. And mine is like taking the fucking stage where before I was like, can I, may I, is there, is there mm -hmm. someone who can write that? Like I have to, again, from my background of letting myself be kind of taken advantage of and stepped over, I now it's not to compare, but it's a different, it's a, you know, you're rewriting a pattern for me to be like, no, I actually believe, like, I should be here, and I deserve this, and I've earned this, and like, and regardless, fuck earning or deserving, I'm a being, so I can have these ab absolute rights, so, mm -hmm. you know, also with, with worthiness, it, it goes to a whole different way, so, yeah, I love, yes, call in yes. culture versus yes, call out right. culture. Call in culture, let's talk about that for a second, I think that was a huge thing that we I saw on the internet of being like I'm not calling you out I'm calling you in and so those moments of like noticing I guess I, that this is something I wanted to talk about really quick of thinking like I was watching a one of Saint Hoax's like compilations of like the Karen videos and there's one of this woman who is in a park in Canada and there's two young girls who are picking berries and the young girls I'm not they're not on camera but I'm assuming that they're either black or a person of color because this woman starts like arguing with them about how they shouldn't be defacing bushes when they're picking berries off of bushes and what I saw this woman do like these two girls who from the sounds of their voice sounded like they were between the ages of 11 and 15 and they were being so mature and just explaining to them we're picking berries we're allowed to be here this woman started flailing her arms and like mocking these two children like being like oh my god you're just picking berries like oh and to see a grown woman who is in her 60s do that made me sad it just made me sad and no like it, it, like I want to giggle but it's it made me so sad no. because those forms those expressions of self to be 60 years old and start like full mocking a child with your body means that there's so much shame and guilt and unhealed trauma within that woman and she has no idea and so it's coming out as racism and it's coming out as go back to where you came from the woman was in Canada and she's from America and like not even like on the sense of like indigenous land like the woman wasn't even from Canada so like these things that like you can argue and you can nitpick it's like in those moments when you feel when you feel like that woman of that you want to like mock someone and you want to get defensive and you want to like do like this ex display and expression of craziness basically to hide behind yourself we all do it in some ways and it's like that is where we can instead of feeling called out in those moments be like oh okay I'm I'm acting I'm acting out what is a tantrum I'm having a full body tantrum right yeah. now how can I be called in and this is the best thing and I love that there are many mothers on this call and it's like having like doing a lot of inner child work where now I like observe and I look at your kids and I'm like observing other kids I'm like I always, whenever I have an anger fit, whenever I'm like feeling defensive or whatever, one, one thing I wanted to call on everybody to is like, 
notice, notice these patterns, like think of them right now. Like, what do you do when you get uncomfortable? But like, I know I'll literally look at myself like I am my five, six year old self and be like, oh, girl, you're just tired. You're just hungry. Probably you're just really stressed from the, like you, girl, you probably need a nap. Like if I, I look mm-hmm. at it and I, and with such love and I can giggle and be like, oh, you're angry, girl. Okay. I'll let you be angry, but then we're going to eat something and then we're just going to, then we're going to watch. Okay. Like treat yes. yourself like that because I think that's the easiest way to come from such grace. But also like, I know, I know me, I know how I can make myself feel better. And it's okay that I'm feeling these emotions. Don't cancel culture your emotions. That's a whole other. Mm, that's topic. what I, wait, really quick. That's what just clicked for me. If you're canceling other people, if you're canceling yourself first. So that's like, that's the crux of that. Like cancel culture. Yeah. If you are, if you're wanting to cancel anybody else, it's because you feel like you're going to be canceled yourself. So you're being defensive already. Thing. Yeah. So notice when you feel like you're going to be canceled. Notice when you feel like you're making a mistake, basically, is like, when you make mistakes, are you immediately like, shit, you shouldn't have fucking done that, you idiot. Like, what are you doing? That was stupid. And it's like, that's cancel culture. And it's like, don't talk to yourself like that. That gets you nowhere. It gets you into a tantrum. It gets you wanting to like crawl under your blankets and never come out again because you're like, well, what's the point? Hashtag cancer season. Yeah, it's very, very that. And I mean, sometimes you have to, like, Grace has been on the other side of my tantrums where I'm like, Candace, what are you thinking? But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? Okay, you're crazy right now. And I don't know, you're flipping, but I still love you. I'm so proud of you for waking today and wanting to be better. Like, at the minimum, you can be proud of yourself for that. And so to go on, oh my gosh, yes, I was going to say charity. I love you talking about like the work that this work is never supposed to be done. Like it's never supposed to be finished. You'll never get it done. You'll never get it finished. It's a constant, yes. it's constant. The only constant is change. You know, it's, it's very much that. And I love that. Yes. Yes. My major in college was, I didn't know you were race and gender. In- Girl, how did I not know this, Jerry? Yes. I know. I'm looking back at some of my studies, especially in psychology where I'm like, Oh, this, this is definitely why I studied that. Back. Oh, mm-hmm. it's all linking together. Yes. Um, yeah, so one thing we wanted to talk about was setting boundaries. And this is something a lot of you, funny enough, were kind of here because I uh, made it very obvious some boundaries that I set recently. And, and I also a, a post that I made today was basically saying like, P.S., you can set boundaries and still be caring. And so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, and I think this is a good mix from going to cancel culture. It's like, okay, what could it be? And this is where I let my imagine go and like, let's just dream of what this could be, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to live in a place and where I came from, and you guys can look back at the video there because I don't want to repeat too much, but I really just hit a point where I realized how, like, what of my thoughts, what of my beliefs were on shaky ground. And a lot of that was that I couldn't both serve people and serve myself at the same time. Like, if I was going to to give my best to people, I needed to do it all forth with all of my love to anybody who ever wants it and ever asks for it at all. Let me just martyr out. I don't know if anybody's into human design here, but I'm like part martyr where it's like, no, I'll just do it. No, I'll do it. So I'll do it. So you don't have to, and I'll tell you about it. Like, no, no, no. I don't want you to have to do it. I'll do it. And like, it's fine. And so when I start to challenge that and really start to get aligned with like, wait a second, I know that when I make clear boundaries and 
give myself the space to cultivate more energy and love and grace towards myself, I know that shit is just oozing out so much that I don't have to try. And then when I had these day after day after day realizations that I had been stuck in cycles and systems that were constantly feeding me nothing but unappreciation for my energy that was taking so much for me to cultivate every day. I said, I was like, my system broke and it was like boundaries, bitch. That's, I just heard my ancestors be like, boundaries, bitch. I don't know how else to say it. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. you got a girl. And it, it truly, like, if I was going to live out into this next level of what I want to do and where I want to go and helping to my full extent, the people that are ready and willing and open to be helped, I was going to have to set some boundaries. And so boundaries really is, like I said, I believe the highest act of self-love because it's saying that you deserve all of the love that is within you first. And if you are going to give that out, you have every fucking right to be picky about who gets that. And you have every right to make your own parameters for how one gets into the energy space and receives your magic and your light and your essence and your zhuzh. Mm. Done. So yeah. that's really, I guess, and done. I guess that's all and I have to say about that. <laughs> Thanks and for coming it. to Canada. So great, guys. Talk. Thank you. Thank you for my TED Talk. I'll, I'll leave now. But yeah, I mean, we, there's so many, like I was saying, each one of these topics we wanted to go through, I was like, yeah, girl, I could talk about that for two and a half hours. Four so that's days. Fine. That's cool. Four days. We're fine. Yeah. Four days. Um, but I'd love to hear what this brings up with you. Has anybody felt like that your boundaries have been pushed lately? Or even like I ran into that I didn't have boundaries. I, I had good enough boundaries and it dropped in really quick. It was like, nope, new one. And, you, mm. and it has to be swift and complete. It wasn't like a, I'm going to let go of this and this and this. Like, has anybody mm. been experiencing that or mm. feeling any of that? I'd love to hear. Yeah. I know I think with like boundaries boundaries for me I'm a Pisces so I don't like boundaries I don't I know yeah I'm like I operate so much better when I can just form to everywhere Open but that's actually a lie because I've learned boundaries one way I heard it described was boundaries allow you to understand where you end and something else begins and so without boundaries you have no idea who you are it's like you have no idea what you stand for and especially in within this topic it's it's like we you will you'll just kind of give it like cancel culture is easy to follow because you're like oh well somebody else said that I should do that I don't know if I'm supposed to do that so I'm just going to do that oh this person called me out on this so maybe I should feel guilty and shameful and I should just agree with them and it's like whoa wait a second where are your boundaries you're allowed to have boundaries you're allowed to disagree with people you're allowed to learn you're allowed to think one thing today and then tomorrow somebody asks you something and your boundary changes and it's like I think we're so scared to put down boundaries because they feel so what's the word permanent and it's like boundaries are not permanent yeah. boundaries can constantly always change Let's see Louisa mm -hmm. says I've learned over the past year um, and year and a half that I had no boundaries in certain areas of my life. Mm. Yes, Louisa, working on it. Love that. And Katie, I think I had too many boundaries before. I've let a lot of those down mm -hmm. and forced myself to have tough conversations to admit things about myself. I probably wouldn't before and to allow myself to feel shitty in order to grow. Girl, mm -hmm. honey, 
Yeah, and that's the crazy. It's just <laughs> I know, girl. I caught that, and I'm putting it up. I see. Like that's that's the thing. Is it's like some days I'm oh I had because I was like I had to put boundaries around friends. I then was like boundaries around everybody, and I was like walking around the house with Oscar. I was like move over. And I just I just like shut everybody off, and it's like because it's harder. It's harder to pick to be like no. I actually just want. To, to edge in the circle this bit. It doesn't have to be an iron thing and it doesn't have to be permanent. Exact thing. It's like, I, and I've learned when I can go, and this is going to be another topic of like getting into the seasons of your life, but honestly, just getting with the flow and allowing things to flow and change and be okay with it. I give myself, sometimes I'm like, you know what, this week, I'm not talking to anybody in this way. This day, mm-hmm. I just can't talk about. Like, I just put up boundaries for the hour for yes. the day, for the month, whatever feels good to me in that space. Mm-hmm. And I allow myself to figure it out because I personally am a, a chameleon that like, if, even if I wanted to, I've had 72 careers, I think at this point, like yeah. I just <laughs> continuously, you guys all know, like I continuously change. And once I stopped beating myself up about that and still love myself for that and still knew because I loved myself, I deserve to have boundaries and do whatever I want and live in whatever space. Mm-hmm. Oh, it gets freer. But yeah, you're you're yes. always changing them. You're always switching them. And that's the and you can only know how to adjust that when you take time to actually just sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you don't usually have time to sit with yourself when yes. you don't have too many boundaries because you're doing this and you're here and you're here and you're here. Or you're yes. way too much in yourself and you're just like not yes. able to kind of see see out from your own existence so it's it's mm. always this push and pull but god when you start to dive into it it's yeah magic I love what Charity said she said I've been really struggling with boundaries it's something I feel like I've always struggled with since a small child with a very enmeshed family I feel like I struggled to put those up mostly with people who I love can you speak more on how you're able to do this so this is this is massive because most of our boundary issues all of our boundary issues do come from as a child, like what we dealt with. And I think, so it's a, like you had, you struggle to put these up mostly with people who you love. So Charity, of course, I, I know, you know, Candace a lot better than I do. And I don't know you that well, but usually when we have a hard time doing something with people we love is because we, we don't think we're going to be loved by them. If we put up those boundaries, we're afraid. Yeah. Like, do you want to add say, which is, <laughs> which is conditional loving. We are afraid that we are in relationships that are conditional loving, which we can talk about, but go on. Like, yes, totally. And just like knowing it's like most likely, and again, I'm not going to like analyze anything, but what I've learned from my own experience is that I, I only received love from my family when I didn't have boundaries. So when I was the flowy Pisces little child who kind of just like was whoever my family needed me to be. And that's how I received love. So that taught me as an adult, like, oh, if you put up boundaries, you might not get the same love that you're going to get. Like, what does that mean? And it's so it's, it's leaning in and like what Candace is saying, if you can give yourself that love first, then you can do that. And also practicing. It's like, putting in a little bit of a boundary and knowing that it might be a little uncomfortable. That's the other thing too. Is that Josh? Josh? That's Derek. Um, Okay. We're good. (laughs) Drag race in the back. Um, (laughs) But yeah. And just like knowing that it's. Damn it. 
do you do you know were you gonna say something <laughs> like I lost my train of thought there it might <laughs> I, I, got, I got excited about there um no I was I, I don't know if it's what you were talking about but I had to charity I do I do know you personally and this year for my family oh I went boundaries down I went boundaries back up I went down and up and and for anybody like not to get too personal but whatever we're here and we sit on the call we'll see if we cut this so I grew up with an alcoholic parent something that I kind of really stuffed down and denied for a lot of my years and so that's been something as letting my mom back in now that I'm so far from home and wanting to build this relationship with my with my mom but also understanding when I was losing my own peace by trying to do so when she wasn't meeting my basic requirements for a relationship with me. And so my first advice is to say, get really clear with yourself and what you are looking for and know that again, you are in every right to make your own boundaries and make your own stipulations for how people communicate you. For my example, I was like, mom, if you're ever drinking, you're not calling me, done. You break that, you're not calling me anymore and I'm not answering the phone, done. So it was for me to have to stick by it and for me also, like I'm a Scorpio, so I get really down, I get really deep and I have to go all the way there where I'm mm. like, if I never talk to my mom again, and I have this, I literally have had every family member in my, in my family, like my direct family this year. I have the same mm. thing with my sister, her doubting everything that I was doing and disrespecting me to a point where I said, I won't take this from anybody, let alone my flesh and blood, you don't get a pass. Um, for my dad, I was like, nobody gets a pass. If I'm doing this for mm -hmm. everybody, I don't care before or after where mm -hmm. I am now. This is what I'm requiring out of relationship with me at all. If you can't meet, meet these basic requirements, mm -hmm. yes, then, and it's not canceled. It's just saying then I'm, I don't have to give you any, I will give you the energy yeah. if I have it extra. It's, you're not priority. I'm such a visual person so what I keep whenever I talk about boundaries what I do in my mind is like I envision this big green open field that is just like existence and I'm like okay I'm standing in the middle of this field in order for me to there's so many other people around me trying to access me I need to put up boundaries of how they can access me and so it's like when you put up a boundary at first the people that you're around especially the people that love you and you love might be like wait i was able i was able to get into your field through right here but now there's a fence up what am i supposed to do like what the hell why am i not allowed onto your field anymore and it's like that is the the learning curve of boundaries of being like well you have to find another way around there's a fence there now like you're not allowed to come through that way you need to access me this way like you don't get to access me from this way anymore you can access me from this way and so it's super it's like that uncomfortable feeling but it's also Brene Brown her saying of don't puff up don't shrink back but stand your sacred ground so it's like when somebody's approaching you and you put up those boundaries it's like don't jump over the fence and start like yelling at them because that's like you still doing too like you're still exerting so much energy and it's not also about like okay just kidding like you can come in like whatever I put a fence up there but what it doesn't mean anything because like it's really scary that you're attacking me this way and it's like stand your sacred ground so like that means yeah. a lot of different things for different people but it's like okay this is new I'm yeah. putting up this new boundary it's uncomfortable it's strange and I know I need the, I know I need this there and I'm going to keep putting it there and I'm going to keep working through it. Yeah. I love what everybody's saying, Carson and Jerry and 
drop like love and yeah jerry like you know girl i was just like i can't give my energy to people who aren't in the arena um who aren't doing the work with me right now that that's my boundary for now for this phase of my life that i'm in right now i'm doing it for now i was gonna say i was gonna finish the point because danae you brought it up it's like that was probably the most terrifying and vulnerable time for me to be so far away from home and to be like if i don't set these boundaries for my sister it diminishes all of the two years of hard ass work I have done on myself to let her get a pass here. And that's where I was like, I truly had to get for my face and my sports heart. I was like, if I never talk to my sister again because of this, I could be okay. And that was an, as awful as it sounds, it's also the most easeful where I was like, bitch, I've made it through some things, but I would rather have 10 other incredible friends around me that are supporting me and giving me nothing but love that I can give nothing but love to than have one person in my family try to just knock me down that and they're just getting a pass because we were roommates once Mm -hmm. no it's not going to work with me anymore Mm -hmm. happily though and this is the best part about breaking boundaries or like setting boundaries you guys oh here's the magic that comes after when I did that Mm -hmm. shit with my sister now after 29 years we have never been closer and now while we are both setting boundaries with our parents as adult black women who are acting our parents are acting a fool right now we'll just say that that's the exclusive content we are closer than ever and i have never felt closer to my sister as a friend as a confidant as a soulmate than i did because i exercised those boundaries with her that gave her the space to look at what she where she needed to set boundaries where she was projecting shit that wasn't mine or hers and she was able to heal and do that same healing process that's literally happening throughout our family right now it's beautiful to see and that would have not been possible if I continued to let myself be very much like Nicole like I'm the happy kid I'm just going to be the happy one so everybody else can stay miserable no sorry I can't I can't do that anymore so it's really like, I will say the light at the end of the tunnel, there has always been a prize every single time those boundaries are set almost immediately energetically. When I set those boundaries on social media, when I set those things with my sister, I was like, there's space, there's space yes. for something better to come on the other side of boundaries. There's always something better. Mm-hmm. Truly believe, truly know. Yes. Um, to touch really quick too on, cause I was thinking like that was Denise, like bringing that up was so good because that is a huge part of like, if you are new to setting boundaries or if you set boundaries in the past and you're doing it again, it feels life threatening sometimes. Like it's so scary to be like, I might lose my sister if I set, if I put up this boundary and it's, I just wanted to mention it's a biological response actually. Like, so like know that these things, like your body's going through a fear based response when these happen like your body's being rushed with chemicals of being like no run away don't put the boundary up keep the boundaries down or else you won't try trouble no <laughs> yeah. the buffalo are coming it's that it's that same totally coming i mean oh my god now i want to watch lion king <clears throat> sorry sorry but anyway yeah it's, it's very Just, that so i'm oh, sorry no, I think we're, we were going to wrap and say the same thing. Just that it's, We were going to wrap on top of it and say, I was just going to say, like, that's where I give myself grace again. Like, when, when you know how actually difficult that's not just in your mind, that it's not, like, that it's a, a visceral response. It's a training. It's like a, 
a human response to feel like if you were separating because before if you separated from your tribe you were dead you were left for yeah. dead it was there was groups of number and now we are evolved to where we get to pick our tribes we get to pick our family we get to pick who's around us and i think when you really do again you set those boundaries and you see what's on the other side and it's always so much better than you would imagine Yes. And you teach, when you put up boundaries, you teach other people that they're allowed to also put up boundaries. Like it might not register that way right away where they're like, mm -hmm. Hey, you're putting up boundaries. Fuck you. It's like, no, I'm putting up boundaries. <laughs> and so can you. <laughs> so Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I love hearing that relationships with siblings are so important need work, especially as I, I really, it, Louis, Lou, it was a, it was like a very shift of like, we're adults now. I'm, and that was the whole, oh my gosh, this is a whole other conversation. Um, but just, it was, it was realizing that I was playing a role that I had outgrown. And unless I was going to say, I'm done playing this role, nobody else was going to stop. It was like, we're all actors in a play. And I was like, we were just kept playing our roles and all these, and we kept growing up. And I was like, actually, I, want, I don't want to play like the naive little girl that's just like dancing around so everybody else can be fine that like can't take criticism get super defense like I want to grow into an adult and I'm growing and playing this new role if you guys aren't going to try to find your new roles in my new play it's going to be a solo act exactly. yeah <laughs> I'm watching Hamilton later so I just wanted to get that in as an educator that's something I want to be able to emulate to my students because I believe it's so important yes to learn at a young age yes and there's so that's the thing is like Again, we are unlearning a lot of patterns we have had for a long time. So give yourself totally. grace. Okay, so what we wanted to end with was, again, what I'm here to do, which is experience these experiencings and then teach from it, which is my uh, newfangled do's and don'ts of reaching out to your Black friends right now. And fortunately and unfortunately, I learned from experience. So you know what? We can laugh about it now because it's hopefully not going to happen that much to anybody else. Okay, so, and a lot of this, honestly, we talked about a lot of the topics that are kind of at the root of this, and so you'll be able to understand, so I almost want to be like, hey, put yourself in my position and see, like, No, yeah, I was, I was going to say um, that, like, the fact that you, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure you're the only Black woman on with us, right? And just being like, this is a, this is a... I was gonna say a learning okay. moment, but it it's like a it's a yeah. real life experience of like okay ooh okay 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 and not to, okay. and that's also not to be like you're now in charge of the view of all black I'll people. I'll take it. Either. I mean, I didn't I didn't wear these sleeves to not be seen. Am I right? <laughs> I was feeling my dynasty vibes. I've been rewatching. Anywho, and just to accentuate a moment, anywho, okay. So I'm talking specifically just for this. We're just gonna talk about like texting, communication, reaching out for this, because this could be a whole other conversation. Yes, Jerry, thank you for the houndstooth moment. Call it out. <laughs> these were experiences that I, I had these past weeks. And again, I took the time to parse through to be like, why am I so deeply uh, offended by this right now? Oh, okay, this is a teachable moment. Instead of canceling that person, because I want people to learn and I want to do it, even if I didn't, this is the best part. My boundary, I did not have the space for all of these to clear it with that person, because at that point, they already disrespected me in a way. But what I will do is say the people who are ready to listen, I'm going to educate them and tell them from my experience, so hopefully this doesn't happen again. That's my boundary, personally. If I had the space that day, I did. If not, I said, no, you're done. Um, okay. If you reach out to, or if you reach out to a black friend and you say, hey, 
how are you, question mark. Let's just go into the chat, like, why would that, <laughs> I don't know how to, because I don't know if you'll know, so this is a good moment, but like, yeah. why do you think that might be not the best response in this frame, in this time, in this era? Please feel free to respond in the chat, just <laughs> specifically two messages. Hey, how are you? Mm -hmm. Or maybe even not the how are you, but <laughs> like sometimes there's not even a how are you. There's just like a hey too. No. Yeah, just okay. Five minutes later, how are you? So that's cool. Charity, ding, ding, ding. Alex, for 200. Yes, you're asking for more emotional labor mm -hmm. because the answer is heavier and deeper than a simple text response. Ding, ding, ding. No context, too generic, not genuine. A dang, dang, dang. It leaves it so vague and open, putting responsibility on your black friend to fill the conversation. A ding, dang, dang. I mean, why? You, you guys knew it. I <laughs> The houndstooth brought it out. All of those are completely and utterly correct. So my don't yeah. is reaching out with, we're not gonna get to centering yet, but vague, or I would say like response baiting questions. Mm. And what Jamie mentioned too is like, especially right now, even if it is just, how are you? I can, I can understand where it's like, oh, how are you? It's a common thing I would say, right? How are you? Oh, girl, if you ask me how I was at 11.59 p.m. on a Tuesday, I'm going to have a different response than 12.02 p.m. that same Tuesday. So there's so much happening as far as, like, the reliving of trauma, of having these deep conversations and getting the energy up to do this and getting the energy to walk outside sometimes, that if someone then messages me, how are you? I'm like, bitch, <laughs> not good, bitch. <laughs> Pretty mm -hmm. much that gif I just respond to. Not good, but like, I don't know what else to say. And sometimes even if I'm good, I don't have to be like, well, I'm good, but literally four minutes ago I was crying. So this is, so yes, yes. very much to that. It's, it's vague and it's the biggest thing. And Nicole has stories about this, <laughs> another text message, which I just think is like poor text as like yeah. etiquette to be like, hey, what's going on? What it's like? What do you want? Like I'm as sorry, if but... yeah, it's it's it's. it's <laughs> there's so many things that this is because it's like just not. It's not reading the room of life right now. Like we know it's so obvious that you are not okay. Like no one, if you are okay right now, no matter who you are, what you're going through, you're lying. You know, like on a level, there's a lie there. You know, and it's just it's or like a response this... to say okay, like. I can't, I can respond to you exactly, articulate how I'm feeling it, but it's not going to be anything that is going to not crush my thumbs. Like it's, it's the vague answer you're going to get. Like sometimes it's like a vague question or a vague answer. I'll be like surviving sometimes a bit like, what else do you want? But I think really, like you said, it's the bait, the baiting questions. And mostly it's the needing to have a response or needing to get a response. So to flip yes. this, I thought of this. What would be the do? What could be the way? And I'd love for you guys to also like enter some ways if you want. But I thought about this response. And basically, it's one, 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 man, one, one sentence or one, one section. It's all, I need it all at once. It's all at once. Just give them all the, mm -hmm. don't hide it till later. Just all, all at once on this scenario. And first, I want you all to think of your intention. Why are you sending this black person, brown person, person of color, even queer person now, a message? 
Why? What do you want from it? Because I tell you, if you want anything further than letting them know that you are there for them and that you're a supporter, that you're here, if you want anything more, you're asking too much. Mm-hmm. Because, and that, and as a simple guide, that is where censoring is going to happen. That's where this demanding questions or response baiting is going to happen because there's now another thing that you want a response to. And usually, and, and please speak for, because I can't say, but usually I'm imagining for white allies, it's to say, I want you to know I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. I want, you I know, want, yeah. And I want you to tell me and confirm to me that I'm not racist and that I'm one of your good Judy's and your good friends and that like I'm in the clear. I yes. want you to, res- and I want a response from you saying, yes, oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for checking in. Oh my God, you're such a great friend. That's us- usually what's behind these responses. So if you want any response, if you're expecting any response at all, I feel like at least for first, of course, you know, you guys know, you guys know you're in a situation, but like, exactly, exactly, yes, Carrie. Like mm-hmm. it's, if you want anything past that, then just to genuinely know, have them know that you're there for them, it's just too much, at least for the first, you know, entry level. So a perfect one would be, hey girl, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like, hey, um, you know, I'm thinking of you, I've seen what's happening, I, I can only imagine, whatever, I just want you to know that I'm here, if you ever wanna talk, I love you, I'm here, if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. No need to respond. Oh my God. If someone told me there's no need to respond blatantly, that's the hottest mm-hmm. thing I've heard this season. Like I would just be like, oh, and they're giving me a free out to not, I can just click a heart to let them know that I saw it and I received it. Girl, mm-hmm. she just moved to the top of my list. I'm just kidding. I'm not ranking you guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So no, but seriously, like, yeah, it's really just the intention. I say this with writing. I say this with everything. It's like really intention first. So yeah, feel free if you guys mm-hmm. have any comments on that. But you guys nailed it. Like absolutely, yeah. got it. No, I definitely reason. think it's if you are going into those, if you're going into any conversation with anyone, with even with the intent of wanting to know someone. Like I even have a hard time being like, I want to make sure that my friends, especially my black friends, know that I'm there for them right now. That is even still centering you instead of your black friends. It's like, yes, yeah, totally. Like you want to be there for them, but, and it's, it's also like, you have to gauge how close you are with these people and who, like who these people really are, like full, using a full, full image of person rather than race or whatever. But it is, it's like, there should be no expectation. There should be no, like any, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I think I think you guys get it. I'm like, I could just keep going, but I, I feel like the point kind of made there of like, yeah, if there's any expectation, it's, you should be questioning why there is any expectation. And is it yeah. really because you feel guilty or whatever it is? Yeah, I think, and I, I feel like for all of these communications, it's always, I'm going to go back to what's your intention, what's your intention, because these, asking yourself these questions, this is self-coaching, this, this is how you coach yourself, to be like, why, why, but why, but why do I want that, and why, and what does that mean, and how is that going to make me feel, and how can I feel that in a different way that's not communicating with her or him right now, so it's really good to 
like continuously ask yourself the questions and care for yourself because it gets exhausting in there. The other thing you kind of, uh, I believe Jamie also talked about, yeah, because the answer is heavier and deeper than a simple text response. So mm -hmm. this came from, unfortunately, and some of you guys know the story, but unfortunately I was in a position where I knew that there was maybe eight minutes that a conversation was going to go for that long, right? <clears throat> and I'm with a member of my partner's family, and they're basically like, baseballed me the line, how's the Floyd thing? And I was just like, okay, well, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> I can't be like, well, oh, no, what's happening? Like, what's and I know that in T minus seven minutes, like we're going to be out of this situation and you're going to go home fine. And I'm going to go home thinking like, what else could I have said? What research could I brought out? Could I have changed his mind? Could I have impacted change? What? So I, I honestly blacked out a little bit, but that was where I like got to the escalator, just broke down. And I was like, I can't. And even, and this is the thing raw, you guys, like my partner is white. He's Danish. White. So I'm having to educate and do all this within my own relationship as well. And yeah. that was a learning lesson for him where he was like, that can't happen again. I got to step up and protect you because as much as I needed to set boundaries to say, you guys, like, I'm not ready to have this conversation. It's heavier and deeper than a simple five minute thing. I, I'm not ready. I, I need to pull up and do that for myself. I also shouldn't have to in the first like there should be a barrier i shouldn't have to get up that strength to put those boundaries especially if it's you know a part of someone else so that is that is that alley bit and he had to learn that and so if you're texting again like the same thing if you're texting to be like hey like i hope none of you guys would be like about the floyd thing but like if you're texting something that you know is going to take longer than two lines for something to write out it's not for instagram it's not for a text it's, it's not for that time. If someone's going to do that, you better be damn sure that it's over a call and it's ready and you are ready to and hold a lot of fucking space because I like for me, and I'm, I'm sure for a lot of other people of color, we know how important it is to share our stories. And that's why I don't want to say, I'm not going to talk about this stuff. I know how important it is. And I want to give as much of my experience, my education, all these conversations. And so to do that, I need to make sure the space that I'm doing that is protected. And the other person, number one, is actually willing to listen to all of it and is going to receive it and actually take it in and not just like wash it away as soon as that conversation is done. And that's mm -hmm. a new boundary for me. So mm -hmm. yeah, to give you guys the other side of this, it's like, and this thing brings up trauma. So it's like every message, could you imagine just like being, even with the best intentions, it's like, whew, Poo 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 poo. So yeah, <laughs> I do not miss all the Danes asking me about Trump. Yes, Josh, you get it, girl. And I was I was with I was with forty other Danes on Fourth of July. I if 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 that was my war story. Honestly, I got bruises. Tell the fucking story. I do, well, I don't have bruises because I did backflips, but I landed all of them. I know Danae's Brad. I know. Drunk tuck check. Drunk tuck check. She still got it. She still got it. Okay. Last or kind of last one. This one's quick. Basically, don't, don't ask anything you can Google. This has been everywhere. Mm. Don't ask anything you can Google. 
of course, in these sources where you guys are like, yeah, resource, yes, yes, because this is the protected space we're here and we're here to inform. But like, if you're asking your friend for anything, you can literally just search first or see if it's on their page. Even if it's like, hey, is there a link for this? I mean, just in general, I'm just like people, it's like anybody who's worked in offices, you're like, how do you not see, search, bitch, search. It was in the last email. It's like, Mm -hmm. do your research a little bit before. And I would say like four steps before, before you bring it to that person to be like, because really, I honestly think the only thing you should be reaching out to your black friends for information is their experience. And that is for them to share if they feel comfortable enough sharing it. So there's no other real information that I feel, and please correct me if there's a, if, if there's a situation that you guys have been like, I don't know, like, please say it. This is an open space and I'd love to bring these up. But I can't think of another way that's like, I feel like there's just, again, so much information out right now and so many resources that it's like that one black person can't be the can't be the library card holder. I don't know. The crypt keeper? I don't know. What's someone with a book? I don't know. Never ending <laughs> story? Is that what I think? With a I, don't book. I don't know. <laughs> you know. You know. Really is no- also, could you imagine if they started charging for Google? Oh my God. I swear. Um, but okay, so but Taylor. that is something I do want to say is that Google has, Google is a paid platform, meaning you, in order to get your ad, your stuff advertised or at the top of Google search history, you do have to be paying money for it. So there's been so many times where I have looked, I've Google searched some like a, a topic that's new and then articles from like 2015 will come up. And I'm like, <laughs> no, there's definitely things happening right now today in 2020. Yeah. So it is, it's like, that's the thing that this is, this is actually a whole conversation I want to have at a different time too. It's just like how information, although is the reason, like it's so powerful and the reason we're here today and like, it's amazing that we have it. It is a business. It is a corporation. Like information is being held and accessed and who, who's a lot, like what's being funded to being looked into all of that stuff. So just know that like, when you're Google searching, when you're researching, when you're doing these things, it's like, it's like, I think the biggest thing is keeping an open mind about everything. It's like putting your boundaries up and allowing yourself to learn and be like, oh, that's interesting. Like this Wikipedia page says this. And I know that Wikipedia can be edited by anyone who reads it. So let me just keep that in mind. Like, even if I've read this before. So absolutely. Touche. Touche. Oh my God. Wes says, hi. Oh my God. Thank you, Jerry. Derek. I have to read it. Yes to Google. Clap. Thank you for including that. But yes, it's important to access and educate yourself independent of knowing or being friends with someone. I don't have to know someone from Yemen or someone who is trans to educate myself. Now, the fact you told Yemen, I said, two snaps. Two snaps for the diversity on that. But yes, it's like we can do things independent. And if you have that source, that's why when you have that access to someone's story, it is so valuable and personal and that's why it should be celebrated as such so for myself for all of us if you are sharing your vulnerability and I hope you feel as held as I do in this conversation like it should be honored it should be in a space that's honored that you feel safe to share it so absolutely for all of that oh my god love you guys so much okay so we'll try to kind of close this I'll just give you some examples these are literally three that I'll do for messages that came this last week okay one was an example is I just had a very heartfelt post, very vulnerable, sensitive, raw, all the good stuff. And someone came into my DM 
with whatever we can cut this out with a picture of a tarot deck that they're working on and it and now when I clicked it I was like oh the description in that picture whatever does kind of relate to what I was talking about so I was like okay but like again I'm in my hole so I'm like I'm just gonna give that a like just to say hey I saw it appreciate it hey how are you and I'm like oh damn it I got in it I got sunk in <sighs> hanging in there thanks for sending that over heart like I'm trying to like Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've just been working on my tarot deck. It's really coming along. Like, what do you think? And and yeah, and and also yeah, and moving back here and doing this. And I was just like, okay. So now I'm mm-hmm. now I'm sitting in this text, and I'm like, okay, why is this aggravate me to my core? Because it was disingenuous. So you responded to my message. That was a raw, already really an answer to how I am doing in my defense, to then respond with a, a personal, pre- now this person presenting as white, I will say at least, I don't know folks, to present your project that you're working on directly to my feed and then telling me more about your project and more about your life right now. After also just social cues, I'm not really interested. Totally. So you guys have yeah. also kind of like already kind of named why it's, it's that's more of like a centering. That's that's more, I would say, as a, a sleuth centering. I was like, sweetie, I've watched yeah. CSI, SUV. I've watched all those Oceans trilogies back and forth. I know a scheme and I know it. So do not try to fool me by thinking yeah. that you commenting on this and then telling me about your tarot deck is actually going to what I know you want to take more of my energy and what I've built and hope that I, pro- that I promote your tarot deck because of the platform I've built doing tarot, and you can't be a bowdy-bowdy bitch and bold enough to at least just say that. Girl, I have yes. more respect after that. Me and my sleeves would have more respect after that. So it's just that centering, right? And that's a sneak centering. Now mm-hmm. this, a more obvious centering, that came to you from two hours ago on my Facebook. No actual message. No, hey, how are you? Just an event um like blah 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 share an attachment the attachment was to an event an event for a intentional meditation for this other white acquaintances of mine's dog who has a cough right now and she's worried about its health Mm-hmm. So she's holding a, with a, a six paragraph description about exactly. health and how she really needs prayers and, you know, motivation is inviting people to the Zoom chat. Now, mind you, girl, literally not even a hi, how are you? You would want to join, appreciate your energy. So now, not only are you just jumping into my messages? You are not even making it secret that you want to take my energy. And especially as an energetic work, I'm like, girl, I know I make magic, sweetie. I know. You want to literally just have my energy on a call for your sick dog when you have said zip to zilch to fuckery about any of the movement or at all checked in on me at this whole time. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I was, I was honestly like, these things happen now. And I was just like, 
Oh, that's that's my second point for today. Okay. Yep. I messaged Nicole. I was like, girl, I can't anymore. This shit just happens. And I'm like, well, I'm talking about that as an example. So, mm-hmm. and, and this is the thing. These are like my, the spiritual, the woke, fr- these certain communities where it's like, it's everywhere. And they, and whatever the, now that intention, I can't even pretend to know. Right. I know a good amount, but not even pretend to know. But it's these types of fully centering. And this is, Again, what I said, the war is not against people who don't like the color of my skin. The war against people who don't like any, like LGBT. The war is against the people who are pretending nothing's happening. The war is against the people that are saying there's no war right now. Mm. And that to me was the most, not only there's no war right now, but you're not affected by anything. And actually my dog's cough is more important than you're like, ooh, y'all, these sleeves are getting hot. So yeah, this is fresh. This is a, this is a fresh one that we're going to heal. So the lot, like with that, I think we got it centering the last one I want to say, and this is really something I want to bring to the table. I think it's Josh, but it's also Carson. So I'm imagining both of you just fucking sweating. I want to bring to the table too, because this is something it's again, it's defining a balance. People reaching out to me, which I'm grateful for. A lot of people now really want to like reach out to me about collaborating and doing things. And this is, I'm super grateful for, I'm super happy for, but again, with my energy, with my boundaries, I have done the work that I can really clearly like parse out some shit really quickly, but still it takes energy too. So again, I want to say if anybody on this call has, you know, a business or like a podcast or a talk or a blog or anything and are trying to consciously with actual clear, true intentions, wanting to bring more diversity and highlight and amplify black and brown voices in their respective fields. If you are looking for black and brown people to collaborate with, I request, and I, and I really would like to open this up to other people and, and, and we can have this conversation when we bring more people of color on the podcast as well. But like, I need you, at least for me, to come to that conversation with a purpose for specifically why I, Candace Rosalie Stevens, am someone that you want to collaborate with. Now, for me, that means I want you to basically see me for what I have value beyond my skin. Mm. Not saying, oh, yeah, there's a Black girl talking about Black stuff. We should put her on our podcast. No. I need to know that you have thought about why you want my voice amplified on your platform for your purpose, for your audience, not for you. I'm doing it for an audience. I'm doing it for a higher purpose. So show that you know something about that person. Show that you've done your research. Hey, Candace, I saw the talk where you talked about boop, boop, and boop. I really saw that your education was in this and this, and I really feel like you could have a voice to my audience because blank, blank, and blank. This is the part again. We are doing you a favor. When you're collab, when you're stepping out to a collab, like you're trying to sweeten the deal, right? Make it easy for people to say yes. I understand that this might be a busy time and I want to honor that. I would love to talk about this. If it's not the right time, no worries. I wish you the best, all of that stuff. How can I best support you or what would you want? What are you looking for in a collaboration partner right now? Do all of your research. And I would say then, I, I would feel like it's safe to be like, to invite them to tell you what they're looking for, to invite them to tell you what they might need, what their boundaries are. If you, again, can lay, can make it easy for people to be honest with you and tell them your boundaries, it's the highest form of respect. And it helps you know exactly off the bat. You're like, oh, I know exactly what she wants. Because some people might be like, hey, I'm not doing it. Some people are like, you know what? I really need to know that there were other, at least four other people of color 
doing it with me. Or I really want to know that the people on your staff have read my work before, or I would really want to know whatever it is. Like, that's why I can't speak for anybody else. I just know for me, I would want a little bit of fans. I want a little bit of compliments. I'm not going to lie. And, and yeah. show me like that you, again, that there's a reason, a specific reason that is beyond your personal game, your brand's personal game, your, even your audience's personal game, like, and know that your audience is ready for that person's wisdom and that person's truth. Cause don't set somebody up, yes. don't set an audience up that you, that has not heard like a black experience or isn't ready for this. Like you also have to know your audience and who you're trying to do this for, because that's the worst is to get someone set up and, and your audience isn't ready to hear out that truth. So yeah, I think that was one I wanted as far as collaborating because I've happy to get some some more but I definitely have to look at intention so again just always looking at your intention when you are getting ready to communicate with a person of color right now or be of support and I will call out Bengi Sue who I believe is hopefully still on this call my Turkish ally in Denmark she is she's been the one who was just like what do you need if you need anything let me know what up like just let me know what that means and sometimes I was like mostly I was like maybe just a coffee and like a walk but if it's going to be anything, at least if you end that statement, just be like, please let me know if I can support you in any way, what I can do for you. And, but if you're ready to say that, be ready to be about it, be ready mm. to be there. And if you're not ready yet, know that you're not ready yet and be at peace with that. It's, it's fighting both of those directions. If you're not ready to hold that, don't pretend that you are and then, and mm. then not be. Yes. Mm. Take a long sip for that. Seriously. Thank you for that. Thank you. Like, I am just so grateful to be able to have, like, listen to your experience and learn from it just that way. And just be like, in those, like, that entire time I was doing what I was saying we should do when we want to cancel Karen's. It's like, we're making fun of these people who are asking, like, coming into your inbox. And I was like, how have I been doing that? What, in what ways have I been, like, still still not like still lean into it in what ways do I keep doing that so I, I mean it's, it's I powerful. practice it with my sister where I'm like hey you want to chat blah blah and I'm like oh I gotta remember her too if she's going through her own shit like who like mm -hmm. it's with everybody right now and I think it's a good practice with really anybody and everybody totally. but yeah I think it's just good guidelines especially for right now and so yeah I that was <laughs> flip papers that was uh <laughs> Pretty much, I think all we had, or all I had for that segment. Oh, my goodness. We talked about a lot. We covered a lot today. <laughs> this stuff is, it's like one big, just like spiral. It's just like all, all it's really the Ouroboros. It's just the snake eating its, its own tail. I just personally want to say, because I do have so many beautiful, I know personally that came on here today. I, cut this out. I truly moved by y'all pulling up. And because a lot of you have been there for a while, and a lot of us are all learning, like we're all at a new level, whether we've done it or not. We're always learning, we're always going, but I especially like personally feeling so far away from home sometimes, like seeing all of your faces today really gave me a shot, like whew, of adrenaline. So I, I mm. truly appreciate it. Not even to, to say like you guys are the great allies because you guys know it and you guys know what you're doing and we're all there but like to say it as a personal like thank you for just 
being here for us and for what we're doing and for what we're all trying to do today. It means the world to us and it really, I really appreciate it, so. Mm. And that's it. <laughs> we had um, end on a cry in, in cancer fashion, cancer season fashion. My moon. Actually, I do want to end on something for all of us. This is an exercise. So if you guys would like to type this in, please yes. do. If you need to ruminate on this, please do. This is something I totally borrowed from Girl Trek. I cannot tell them enough. Their 21 Day Black History Boot Camp was incredible. Look it up. They're doing like an activism August and doing it again with more incredible Black women and people of color activism in August. Look them up. One of, I forget one of uh, which episode it was, but they were talking about like women of color, but also, and there's a lot of women on this call too, women in particular, how it's really hard for us to just own that we're the best at things. And this is in the workplace, this is at home, this is just in our own thing that like, we have trouble being like, oh, we're like, I'm actually kind of the best at that. Because of course, we want to compare, we want to say, but she's better, she does this. So what me and Nicole have been doing on every single one of our calls is either starting or ending with at least one thing that we are the best at. Um, and so I'd really love for everybody, you can think of, if you feel comfortable sharing it, please do. If not, just have it sit with you and think about it. Think about, write the longest fucking list you can get out, actually. Yes. If you, I, that's the challenge is spend 10 minutes today and just dream a fuck at the longest list out. It will, it will blow your mind. So yeah. I'll have Nicole start and we'll share <laughs> I ours. Like, I knew you were going to have me start. Bitch. No, that's okay. I love this so much. I love leading into the vulnerability of this exercise. Hmm. I can, I also feel like there's like a thousand eyes on me right now as I do this. This is interesting. I am the best at holding space for when I make mistakes and for when I, or maybe it's not even a mistake, but holding space for when I do something and then wish I had done it differently. I'm really good at just being like, mm. yes, okay, you can do it differently next time. I'm really good at that. You are really good at that. Oh, I'm trying to think of a new one because we've said some. I know. Sometimes think of a new one, but I'm, I'm the best at setting healthy boundaries that allow both me and other people to expand and grow. Mm, yes, you are. One thing to end on yes so I don't know if you guys saw on the page we do have I'm great at transitions I'm the best at transitions I'm gonna give you guys another one we do have a place where you can yeah. donate to the channel and this was another part of boundaries and celebration and just saying yeah like we we would love to be supported in this way and if anybody can support us in this way that's awesome and it's on the link and that's going to just basically us making this more of like a podcast and official and then me and Nicole decided after, like, I think we talked about this. Did I just talk about this, like, in my dreams? Probably. I sometimes will do that. I'm like, did we talk about this? No, just me? Okay, cool. Um, but we were thinking that after a certain amount, we would start, like, monthly donate to different charities that we really yes. feel passionate about. So, mm -hmm. so after pretty much just, like, the Apple subscription or whatever, we're going to start doing different charities each month, maybe, and hire different ones, too. So that's where your donations could go. So just want to make you yeah. aware of that. Um, and then if you want to support either Nicole and I's work, 
you can find all the information on the website, our website, go to DM, all that stuff. But okay, we will end it here then. But again, thank you so much. Please let us know how you like this. We believe we might do a, a few more lives coming up. Totally. Um, so if you liked it, if you have topics, if you have ideas that you'd like for us to talk about, we have a lot of ideas. So please let us know. This is incredible. It's incredible. Yes, share it with us. Let us know. If anybody sets boundaries, if anybody has wins, please share that with me. Always, always put yes. my DM with wins. Um, yes, mm. Lindsay. Love you, love you, love you, love you. You guys are amazing. We will see you soon. All of the best, all of the ease, all of the love. Mm. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.